welcome to the In His Bag podcast. NBA first round is nearing an end. We've still got a, a couple series still playing. We've got a game six, Kings Warriors. Game six, Grizzlies Lakers. Celtics Hawks still playing. But a lot of the first round has kind of finished. We're moving into round two. We've got a lot to talk about. Mm. What's up, Jared? How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, excited to talk hoops. It's been a, it's been a great week. It's been an amazing week. So let's just dive right in. Let's not waste any time. Um, so we're gonna go kind of round by round. We might not hit every round. We might kind of skip right. around. But let's let's talk. Um, what 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 round would you want to talk about first? Mm. Let's go Cavs Knicks. Let's go Cavs Knicks. What a series! Knicks in five. <clears throat> What what do you what do you think about that series? What happened there? I I'm in, honestly in disbelief. I think a lot of us are. We I think the majority of the NBA world thought that was going to be the best series. Totally competitively. Um, but again, it just comes to experience. The Knicks had more experience overall as a unit together. Um, I can't help but think Brunson and Mitchell. This playoff battle is just completely one-sided nowadays. Two years in a row, yeah, he's completely outplayed Donovan Mitchell. And did you hear what J- uh, Jarrett Allen said today about how he just was like the lights were just too bright? I guess I saw a tweet admitting just they they fell in the moment. That? That's, yeah, that's kind of crazy, shocking. Yeah, so I just the, the Knicks are better. They played harder. They wanted it more. They're better. So we both picked Cavs in seven. Right. Um, but we didn't mention, like you mentioned experience, we mentioned in our podcast, our preview, Cavs in seven because we thought they had more talent, but they don't have the experience factor, which could have right. come into play, and it absolutely did. Right. Um, you know, I was – let me say this. Let's talk about the Cavs first. Then we'll talk about the Knicks. Right. The Cavs, I was severely disappointed. Like, the Knicks yeah. are the better team, but to lose in five? Mm. And, like, some of the games weren't even competitive. Right. You know? So, what went wrong with the Cavs? What, what's the issue with them? A couple issues come to my mind. The first issue is, is they lack three-point shooting, I feel like. That's it was just clear that they they just need some shooters guys that can knock down shots. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, and I hate to say this, but the more I watch Donovan Mitchell, the more I see this James Harden like player who dominates in the regular season, mm. and year after year just completely falls apart in the playoffs. Like, like, was it game four? He, I mean, he's he's going hero mode, but he's not hitting shots. He's literally shooting them out of the game. And I think seeing that and the, the Allen Mobley fit, I'm not sure. It, it's a weird fit. It's weird. And I, it's not working so far. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The Donovan Mitchell thing, it, it's hard for me because, well, the crazy thing is he had one of the maybe worst first-round performances. Well, Right. He's just inconsistent. He had right. a great game one, but he's going to be first team all NBA potentially. Right. Which is which is very Harden-esque, like you were mm-hmm. saying. Um, but yeah, he overshoots sometimes. Yep. He relies on the step back, hard contested three. Yeah. And when he hits them, they look beautiful. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just not the shot you're always going to want. Um, 
the the Cavs are are in a hard position. Mm. I went on a Cavs Reddit today. Actually, I was just trying to see <laughs> if there was any like um, people just freaking out. And yeah, a post this morning was about how you know the Cavs are their future is ruined because they mortgaged their future for Donovan Mitchell. Right. And they could only get one win in the first round out of it. Man. Um, I thought their offense was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is it more, do you think it was more uh, credit to the Knicks defense or some issues with the Cavs and their, the personnel they have? So I don't want to I don't want to like discount their defense at all. I think the defense. I mean, clearly, I did you see the one video of Mobley just getting worked on the free throw line? <laughs> he got pushed like in the blind side when Michael Orr like pushes the guy back to the to the end yeah. zone. That's literally what it looked like. So credit to them, their physicality, their defense, but their the ball movement is just like you said, Donovan. I'm not just trying to pick on him. But the ball just sticks. They don't. Yeah. They don't have fluid offense. You watch the Warriors. They have guys like Steph and Clay, but they're so fluid. Yeah. They know how to move without the ball. All these guys need the ball in their hands, and it's just, it's bad. So yeah. I say more the Cavs offense to blame. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So with Jared Allen admitting like the lights were too bright, Evan Mobley was mm. disappointing. Right. I mean, he really looked just outmatched against. Like Mitchell Robinson, which, I mean, it, Evan Mobley versus Mitchell, I want to pick Evan every time, but like, not this series, not at all. Right. So the interesting thing will be looking at what the Cavs do moving forward. Right. First round exit, their future is mortgaged. Um, Now, on a positive note, I think this is like their first great... Uh, non-LeBron season mm. the Cavs have had in a, right. forever. Right. So that's a positive, but I mean, what do you do if you're the Cavs? Do you try to like maybe you look for uh, a switch in coaching with how mm. stagnant the offense was? Maybe that's a coaching thing. Maybe you try to make some moves. What do you think? What do you think the Cavs? What, what, what would you do if you're the Cavs? Or would you just right. kind of like hope they have that experience now, develop What's the Cavs' future to you? Right. I I think if I were the Cavs, you can't, like you said, they mortgage everything for Donovan. You I, you have to keep the core together, I think, at this point. I, I don't know about maybe coaching, but I wouldn't quite go there yet. I think what I would do is I think either Jarrett or Mobley, they're both great players. You've got to try to look for a better fit. I'm, I'm not saying like a, a better talent per se because they're both extremely talented, but I think you need to find a four that can really stretch the floor and shoot threes. A Kevin Love type, uh, a guy who you can space the floor with, play four out, and not, I mean, we've seen with the Timberwolves, we've seen with the with the Cavs, it doesn't really work. These these people trying to bring back these two bigs down yeah. low, it just doesn't work. And so that's what I would do is either one, I don't know who I'd trade, but I'd look at options for both of them to really try to find a Laurie Markkinen-like guy. And looking back in hindsight, you keep yeah. Laurie, trade one of those guys. I mean, you didn't know he would have been this good, but as far as fit, something like that. If you swap one of them for Laurie, that team beats the Knicks, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you got to get some shooting. You've got to... The Jarrett Allen Mobley fit, yeah, I think you got to try to find something different there. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, like... 
I was a, such a the, the Cavs were a, my finals dark horse mm. because I coming into this, I believed in Mobley. Look, he's still really young. Right, Garland's great, but I really, I've been on this. Donovan for me was probably first team on NBA. I've mm. been high on Donovan. Yeah, I thought you know maybe last playoffs. I remember his bubble playoffs, which were amazing. Right, I thought he really could be. That guy, but I think we just yeah. have to maybe shift our expectations for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he... He's digressed each year in the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe he just is the kind of guy who could be a really good second option right. on a finals team. Right. Chris Middleton. But maybe right. he's just not... And if you have a team, regardless of the pieces you have, mm-hmm. because you know Donovan's tendency is to, like, when, when things get tough... He's yep. going to rely on his step back, on his jumper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If Donovan's the best guy on your, on your team, regardless of how good Mobley becomes or Garland, right? I don't know if that is the recipe right. to win the finals. I think the Cavs are kind of stuck. Right. And no, I'm, I, I agree with you. And I think it's, again, I hate to, I love Donovan's game. I hate to diss on him, but it's almost, it really is that Russ mentality where it's like, because like you said, fit-wise, if he's the second best player on a team, that team wins a championship most likely. But he's not the kind of guy that can, you know, be the second guy. His ego, yeah. there's no way he'll ever do that. And I think because of that, you're looking at a Russell Westbrook situation where he'll thrive putting up shots, regular season statistics, all of that. Yeah. But I don't think he'll win a championship ever, you know, at this rate, playing with it, unless he, he changes yeah. his game like Wiggins or, you know, guys that changed. Yeah, totally. I think I think part of it too is like with somebody like him, he's 6'1". Mm-hmm. You watch him on the court, he just looks small. Right. And the biological clock is ticking. Right. He relies so much on his athleticism, but I mean each year that passes, he's getting a little less and less. Mm-hmm. Another issue is like if you watch how they play with the, the fit with him and Garland is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. We right. talk about Allen and Mobley. Him and Garland, I feel like they're still trying to get used to playing with each other. Kind of like Tatum and Jalen Brown at the beginning. Right. Or like even LeBron and Wade at the beginning. Like right. Two right. great players. But like, do their styles fit? Right. Who's going to take the last shot? Who's going to be the guy? And they're both small guards. Right. I also think I saw sometimes with Mobley and Allen maybe kind of what like Rudy felt last year. Mm-hmm. They want the ball and Donovan, there were a couple times this right. series where, you know, Allen and Mobley kind of had position. They, they had some good looks, but Donovan wasn't really looking at them. Yeah. Maybe there's some frustration brewing with yeah. the kind of style of play he has. I don't know. There's some interesting yeah. storylines brewing with the Cavs that will be interesting to watch. But I definitely, after this series, before the series, I was feeling really high on them. Mm-hmm. I'm not anymore. Yeah. The playoffs expose. They do. For good or bad. Yeah, Donovan has been exposed multiple times down the playoffs. Right. Jalen Brunson, on the other hand, let's talk about the Knicks oh, now. Oh, man. He has just shown up yeah. in the playoffs each time. How about the Knicks? How about the man. Knicks, man? <laughs> this is crazy. It's funny. I love seeing Stephen A. happier than ever. Yeah. Oh, Even yeah. happier than when the Cowboys lose. <laughs> um dude incredible and also too 
I think RJ Barrett is one of the ones I've been most mm. impressed with as well. Yes. Everyone is just elevating at the right time. Randall even has a bad game, but so what? That what was it, game three or game four? And Randall steps up. Or excuse me, um Barrett steps up, Brunson steps up. Even with Randall scoring seven points, they still win. Yeah. It's like wow, they're good. They really are. They have they kind of have everything too. Mm-hmm. I think what you said, the RJ Barrett development for me is the biggest Jeez. thing. He had a rough start to the series, but right. we saw at the end. Let me say this about RJ Barrett. Well, let me say this first. Julius re-injured that ankle. Mm. So there, the, the Knicks ceiling is capped, I think, right. if Julius is hurt. We'll see how he does. But let's just hypothetically say Julius is healthy. Um, Brunson is insane. Mm. But RJ Barrett is the X factor to me for this reason. When he got drafted, were you on your mission 2019 when he got drafted? Yeah, the, I missed the Did Duke Did you see years. him in college? I saw highlights. So I just remember being so high on him because it went Zion, Jaw, RJ. And for me, those top three, when I watched RJ at Duke, really, I know this is going to sound crazy, but like I saw glimpses of like, I thought, man, this guy has like, I'm not saying Kobe potential, right. but he reminded me of Kobe a little bit in yeah. his mentality. Because he'd take the last shot, right? Yeah. He'd always have that. And he was so good. I was like, dude, the Knicks got like a perennial all-star in my mind. Mm-hmm. He looked like that towards the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Someone who yeah. just... He just looked so good. If he can be that type of player, the Knicks have three all-stars. Yeah. With really good role players. In a wide open East. An yeah. extremely wide open East right yeah. now. Yeah, playing Miami. And not only hurt. with role players, with the Knicks, the, the garden and right. that home crap, that home advantage. Man. Thibodeau, with the defense, they have the best defense in the East right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Dude, the Knicks are for real. Yeah. If RJ's continues playing like this. Right. Wow. Um, We have the Knicks Heat series coming up. Right. What are your, I guess early thoughts about this i mean i i dare say i'm more excited for this series than any other second round besides the potential lakers warriors series um but my thoughts both team well unfortunately the heat are they're under they're not their full team hero got hurt vic got hurt but they still beat the bucks even without those guys and so i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a dog fight i i personally probably assuming julius is okay i I like the knicks in this series but Mm. I think it's gonna be six or seven. It's gonna be a dogfight. Um, oh man, I'm I can't wait. Both teams playing incredible. Yeah. Um. I think I'd favor the Knicks too. You know, it's it's pretty crazy. I guess before we move on to uh, the Heat, let's talk about Heat Bucks. Uh, I don't want to skip over the Knicks. If there's anything more I want to say about them, though, no. but no. but Knicks definitely are a lot. They look a lot better than I thought they were. Right. Um, crazy with the Heat Bucks, like you were saying. Mm. Without Tyler Hero, with Vic mm. getting hurt, I mean, what happened? I mean, shout out to the Heat. In yeah. my in my mind, that series was a lot more about <clears throat> the Bucks collapsing. Yeah. Than the Heat being an amazing team. Which credit to the Heat, credit to Jimmy Butler, amazing. Right. But. Ah, uh, what what happened in that series? 
I there's so many things I feel like that we could go on about, but when I think of speaking on the collapse that you talked about, very visibly there were coaching issues. That was a huge part of it. Tell me why Giannis, who even admittedly wanted to be guarding Jimmy Butler on more possessions, wasn't guarding Jimmy Butler on more possessions because of a coaching that I mean I agree, actually. But Drew Holiday is amazing. Right. But Right, and Drew is amazing, but Clearly, if it's not if he's giving you forty every night, right, throw right. length at him. And heck, do like what really good defensive teams do. You don't do one thing the whole game. You throw different things at him, so you're, you're constantly adjusting. Yeah, like what they every team does on LeBron or did on LeBron. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a big thing. Another is, I mean, just I, I don't know. Maybe you could say like since they've had a lot of injuries, they just it didn't seem like they were playing as good together. I don't know. Is is it was in the past their offense didn't seem as fluid. And Giannis, I'm sorry, you gotta you gotta hit free throws, man. Yeah. Like you're the, you're supposed to be the, the face of the league, and you missed 13 free throws in a closeout game. It was brutal. That he's not. Yeah, brutal. It's a. I know it's not a not a failure, as Giannis mentioned. It's, in sports, there's no failures, but truly, it was was a failure on his part. Yeah. To your point, I actually agree with that. With making adjustments, we talked before the playoffs on. I was worried with the Sixers because, like, how Embiid-centric they were. Right. But, like, you're right. Jimmy Butler dropped, what, 56? Yeah. And then followed up with 42 yep. or something. Like, after he drops 56, you have to realize you got to let someone else beat you. Right. Like, right. How, with Especially with that Tyler Hero, what are they doing? Yeah. you got to make some kind of adjustments. Um, Not to – I mean – we're talking about coaching, the the adjustments, the the timeout issues oh, last night. Yeah. Um, a fireable offense. Oh, fireable yeah. offense. He will be fired. <laughs> he will be. Um. And let me say this about Giannis. What, I, I love Giannis, obviously, and if you're the Bucks fans, everyone loves yeah. him. Thirty-eight oh, twenty. Yeah. We had a discussion about, like, who would you want to build your franchise around? And you had Giannis number one. No, no, no. This isn't me, like, Greg, running. Let's a, burn that receipt. <laughs> no, this isn't me running a victory lap around that. Because I still think there still is an argument for that. Yeah. But watching him in the fourth quarter last night, you know, between the free throws and just he was missing <clears throat> mid-range shots and he kept mm-hmm. shooting. Right. Offensively, if you j- just... Regardless of position, if you can't shoot, yep. you're just a liability in the playoffs. Yep. Which is why Jokic and Embiid, they're big guys, but they can shoot. Right. But like with Giannis, I mean he kind of shot them out of the game. And and, he did. and not gonna lie, like when you have someone like that too, the offense kind of just stagnates. The Bucks offense was ugly. Yeah. The whole series. Yep. Um there's, yeah, I don't know. Giannis, that was hard to see because now, you know, you look in the future and if you're the Bucks, Drew is 33, right. Middleton's 32. Very injury prone. <laughs> Brooke Lopez is up there. Yeah. Their window is really kind of, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. They're firing Bud. Yeah. You have to, you have to assume. Right. So a lot of questions for the Bucks too. Yeah. About what their future holds, about what's gonna happen. Right. Um, 
Yeah, just mm-hmm. dis- disappointment from the Bucks for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and looking back now too to talk about the the statement we said, like I said earlier, the playoffs really do expose things. And you're right, like you can't shoot. And I know the argument was people were like, well, well, LeBron, you know, when he was younger, he didn't shoot well. By the time he was age 25, 25, 26 with the Heat, that's when he started to really pick up his jump shot and develop it. Giannis is what now? He's about that age, 26 maybe, 27? Yeah, 26, I think. And he he has, he's, he's gotten a teeny bit better, of course, like his jump shot, but he hasn't developed it. And you're right. Like teams can, you can sink in on him. And as dominant as he is, like you, you can't, like your offense gets killed, like you said. It kills spacing. It kills. It kills even confidence. It's got to kill co- and hurt confidence. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just it was ugly to watch. Totally. And I think if you have someone like that, which that that's the Bucks' future. Right. You have Giannis, which you would never want to give him away because he's amazing. But you have to have guys around him. Right. Which an aging Middleton and aging. Drew Holiday, that's not the recipe right. moving forward. I mean, losing in five games in round one this year, what are they going to be next year if they run it back? It, they have capped with this squad. Right. They have to make some sort of change because they've reached the, the peak of their potential with the squad. Right. And um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Mm-hmm. But... That, that's a great, I like your line. Like, the playoffs expose. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things have been exposed so yeah. far. Um, Dylan Brooks. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. With <laughs> anything with the Heat moving forward, I really think the Knicks, that defense, they're, Thibodeau is going to... I mean, Tibbs knows Butler, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's no way Jimmy Butler has that kind of success in round two. They're gonna hone right. in on, on him, force other people to beat them. So, I agree. I think Knicks are gonna ride to the Eastern Conference Finals, mm. but we'll see. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be really fun. Oh yeah. You mentioned Dylan Brooks. Let's head over to the West. <laughs> Three two right now for the Lakers, <clears throat> Grizzlies. Um, what a series it's been. It's been a really fun series. Oh yeah. What are your main takeaways so far? Main observations? Ah, uh, a lot. Of, okay, a lot of things. First, I'll say, um, it, it changes every day because I feel like each game new things are brought to light. But, um, worried about the Lakers. Honestly, that's the first thing. I think the Lakers are going to win the series in six. Um, well, I'll start with the Grizzlies. Um, good young team, but. Jaw's amazing. They need more guys. They need shooters. They need help. Their big guys are clearly hurt. Um, Jaw and Desmond Bain have to carry the load. That's my thoughts. Yeah. They're not a contender. The Lakers, really good team. They're definitely a contender, but they worry me because their their lack of shooting consistency and just consistency in general. Yeah. You have AD two games ago, who's a shell of himself. Yep. LeBron has to carry the load at 38. And then you have last game, AD's about the only one who did much. Yeah, and LeBron wasn't there, and it's like, you who who do you, who do you rely on yeah. day in and day out? You don't know what you're getting every day. Yep. So I'm scared. I think Warriors beat them next round. Yeah, the Lakers. I totally agree with you. I think when the Lakers are clicking on all cylinders, yeah, they're my favorite. Yeah. But 
like you said, you kind of don't know what you're going to get right. on any given day. Anthony Davis ended in a game for ended the game with like 10 points in overtime but mm-hmm. but before like end of regulation i think he had like six or something yeah whereas yeah last game at halftime he had 18 and 10 yeah so it's like wait what <laughs> this is what scares me with the lakers everything you said inconsistency shooting yeah um what scares me is uh actually lebron yeah and look we Everyone like we have to realize we're we're comparing him to age twenty eight LeBron standard. Right, He's right. thirty eight, but I think it's been really evident the past couple games of mm-hmm. post foot injury this season. Mm-hmm. He's lost a step. Right. He's lost burst. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to find other ways to kind of create offense for him, which mm-hmm. have worked. Like, I mean, he got past Dylan Brooks for that game winner. He, you know, right. he still has it, but it's not the same. It's not the kind right. of burst that's going to. The Lakers are, are um, they're done unless they have a consistent Anthony Davis. I think right. because of that. Also, let's be honest. A lot of wear and tear on LeBron. Yeah. He looks, he looks gassed. Yeah. At the end of games. He looks yeah. totally gassed. Mm-hmm. So, and this has been an amazing series for him, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, he's played amazing, but just, you know, you have to win 12 more games after this series to win the right. finals. It's it's going to be a grind. Right. So I'm worried. Right. Well, and I think it's interesting because it's evident in his shooting as well. Yep. I mean, you can see his shooting numbers are down. And you know LeBron's been in that situation. It's not a mental thing. It's not confidence. I, I think it's legs, literally. Yeah, yeah. He's tired. He's gassed. He's playing overtime 40-plus minutes because yeah. he has to. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's it's sad because seeing LeBron so many years, I think the biggest thing I've noticed with him, he always was so – he knew when to attack. And, like, he, he would shoot jump shots, but at end of the games, he'd always just attack, attack, get to the room, attack. And he did have that in the overtime win. But other than that, he's settling a lot. And yeah. I think, like you said, he doesn't have the step as well. And maybe fatigue, but it's it's sad to see as good as he is, it's a clear decline, which is really sad. Yeah. Because you know what he's capable of. You're like, just go 2018 mode. Right. Post up, do your fadeaway, drive, dunk on him. Like, I don't know. It's I agree. Which, I mean, again, with nobody has ever played at this level, had this much burden right. to win on them at this many miles, career mileage. Right. The mileage he has is insane. So it's something we've never seen before. There is a physical decline, right? yet he's still able to put up great numbers. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Grizzlies, you're kicking yourself. Because you're down 3-2 right now, but you are three kind of insane D'Angelo Russell threes away mm-hmm. from being up 3-2. Right. Like, I think losing game five in LA, was it game, no, game, sorry, game four in LA, that's right. something that'll kick themselves over. I think like yep. they win this series game six. Yep. But this is going to be one the Grizzlies look back and say, you know what, it's the series that got away. Like, it really got away. Mm-hmm. I think we could have won this one. Yep. 
and you, you got to blame Dylan Brooks for it. Oh, yeah. You have to blame Dylan Brooks, not only for the talking and poking the bear, but, I mean, an all-time bad performance yeah. from him shooting-wise, kind of every aspect of the game. Right. Like so, what, what You have to ask yourself, what does he add? Yeah. This series, like, what does he do What to affect winning? Like, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> so far, the series is nothing. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, Grizz- so, I mean, is there a chance Grizzlies come in the series? Maybe, but I don't think so. It goes ballistic. <laughs> Let me say one more thing about the Lakers real quick that worries me. is uh, It feels like, whereas when you, have, when you watch the Kings of the Warriors, mm-hmm. each possession in those series, in those games, is just so high intensity. Right. Insane levels of conditioning and, like, yeah. effort. You watch the Lakers... And sometimes you kind of think, you know what? These guys are looking for possession to take off. Right. And it's round one, and they're like dying. Please, can we get up by 10 so I can take a possession or two off? Yeah. Just to conserve energy. Yeah. So when you next round, if they win, if they play the Kings or the Warriors, the conditioning battle is something that really scares me. You right. watch Steph Curry, man. He's 34. He's getting old, but like... That guy has oh, no quit. Geez. He has no quit. Yeah. It's crazy. And he can shoot from anywhere. That's the jaw, at least you know. Okay, I can back off. Yeah. But but let me say boy. this about the Lakers. You know, glass half full. When they're clicking, when D'Lo is playing well, when AD is his best self, mm-hmm. they're actually my favorite still. Yeah. The question is, can you get that for a whole seven-game series? Game right. after game. Right. And I think something, too, that gives me hope with the Lakers is, like, the Grizzlies, too, are a very, like, quick in transition team. And clearly that's where the Lakers have been getting hurt by the Grizzlies is in transition. But I think this is a good baseline where it's like, okay, if they're clicking, like you said, and playing well, they can beat young teams that have way more energy, you know, better in transition, which gives me hope. But the problem is, like, yeah, they're not playing Steph and Clay, Like, they're playing Brooks and, and Morant. You know, it's a lot different in shooting yeah. versus what they'll... I mean, Desmond Bain, the one guy who does shoot, he's been eating him up um, yeah. for the most part. And so, yeah, Lakers definitely win. But yeah, red flags going forward. But hey, they had red flags in 2020 as well. Every every team has red flags. Yeah. So it's like, well, who will show up in the series? That's what matters. Yeah, every, yeah like you said, every team has something that they're not... Uh, something that they're lacking. Right. That they'll have to overcome. Right. Who can do it? Uh, that's why I'm obsessed with this specific playoffs. Right. Because it's so open. Unfortunately, yep. injuries have affected some things. But in some cases, like the Heat, mm-hmm. they overcame. Yeah. Don't make excuses. Just go out there and, and right. win, win the games you need to win. So, uh, Warriors-Kings... Uh, is a fascinating series. They'll probably play the Lakers. Winner of this will play. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Lakers. Game six at the Chase Center tomorrow night. Um, What? I guess, who do you think wins it? Do you think Warriors take it? Well, we both, before this series, I think predicted Warriors in six. Yeah. During, the, after the first two games, I was concerned about that. I was like, oh, it'll be probably a seven-game series, but... With Fox's injury, yeah, I have to give the Warriors in six at the Chase Center. They're so good at home. Yeah. Um, and with Fox getting hurt in the Kings, I think just that mental battle of 
they have the experience and they're up three two going into home. Mm. I I just don't think they'll have an answer. And I I got the worst, especially Draymond. Man, if he's playing as well and aggressive as he has, yeah. you know, he did last game. And the way they're shooting it, yeah, I got Warriors. Yeah. I mean, it's just watching the Warriors. It the the level of shot making and mm. tough shots. It's it's something that you know you just can't take for granted, right? Because when the when this Warriors dynasty is over, you're just not going to see that level of shot making right. from a collective. Clay and Steph are just crazy. It's, it's so crazy. fun. Um, I agree. I think it's Warriors in six. I think they move on, and I for me. My final favorite is the winner of Warriors Lakers. Yeah, assuming Lakers go. Right. Do you think the Warriors? Let's let's talk about them as finals contenders. Yeah. Are they legit to you as finals contenders? Well, they are. And even before the playoffs, I said that because a experience means so much, and b even though people like harped on the road record, it's like well they had injuries and re- again it's such a different game when you get to the playoffs. And Wiggins was gone for a long time. Right. He played so good. Yeah, that, that was my only question is how will Wiggins be when he's back? But he's been so good that it's like, well, they have just as much talent as these other teams, but they have way more experience as a unit. Why not? And the only crutch I was like, well, Boston. Well, Boston's losing games to the Hawks. Yeah. So we, we've learned that they're not as invincible as we maybe thought they were. Yeah. And any team, look at the Bucks. I mean, all these teams that were invincible. And so, yeah, in my honestly, the Warriors are my favorite in the West. I still think Boston is my favorite, but like assuming everyone stays healthy, yeah, I think they'll win the West. Really? Yeah, I really do. So interesting. And I'm hoping the Lakers again, like you said, the Lakers. And the Nuggets look great too, by the way. Nuggets look very good. Um, but also, I mean, the Suns started. It's it was rocky, but like. I feel like KD hasn't even had to put in that much effort. And I know that's another, but like, and they've still been winning just because what Booker's doing. And so, yeah, I don't know. Every team is good in their own regards, but the this conference semifinals are going to be amazing in the West. Oh yeah. Every game. Like that's like must see TV. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Warriors are great as always. Um, it'll be interesting to see, what happens after this year for the Warriors? Are they going to try to run it back? Mm. Will they have enough money? It's Draymond's contract year, Draymond right? Draymond and Clay, I think, too. Yeah, so, you know, I kind of think the Warriors were hoping that by this point, Kaminga and Moody right. and even Jordan, I guess they've signed Jordan Poole, but, like, some of those guys would have been developed a little bit more. Right. I don't think they have. Right. So, will the Warriors kind of be forced to run it back mm-hmm. especially if they win it let's say the Warriors win the right. title do you, you win I, mean, I feel you like you have, have to. to sign Draymond and Clay. yeah I feel like you have to but also like that's kind of a hopefully that for a team friendly deal but if they're wanting max contracts right. that's just insane right yeah oh it'll I'm, be fun to see it will be fun to see Kings amazing um mm-hmm. I think the Kings have done exactly what we thought they were going to do. Really fun team. In the end, experience cost them. De'Aaron Fox's injury, too. Right. Do you think if Fox doesn't get hurt? Which he still played pretty good last game. He did. Do you think he it's doesn't jaw get hurt? too. These guys are still good. Yeah. 
Do you think that changes anything with the outcome? Or I think it goes seven if Fox doesn't get hurt. I, I think it goes seven instead of six, but I still think the Warriors were going to win that series. Yeah. Um, once they got that game two, if they would have gone down three one, then it's it's different. But being two two, yeah, going yeah, Warriors. Kings are definitely a team that I think I could see them next year winning first round for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe the like uh, you know they're they're a team that has a, such a bright future. Right. Um. Let's move on. Unless you have anything else you want to no. say about Warriors Kings. Uh. Should we talk Clipper Suns or do you want to talk uh, Nuggets? We talk Clip Suns. Clip Suns. Suns and five. Mm. Did we both? What did we have? I think I had Suns and five. I think. I think I was. We were the same on most, honestly. Yeah. It's either Suns and five or yeah. I think that's what I had. So. How are the? Well, your your first round observations on the Suns. So first round observations. They're, they lack depth, but their their starting five is is incredibly good. It, probably the most talented of any starting five in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. When I when they play together as a unit, I mean, there's what I don't remember which game it was when Booker was going crazy, and then oh, it just immediately switched. Chris Paul was going crazy, and that's not even talking about KD, who's arguably the best player in the world yeah. on their team. And so as far as like big takeaways. Like I said before, my prediction, Devin Booker, that's coming to fruition. He's taking over. He is. Yeah, I think you nailed that one right on the head. I appreciate for that. For your uh, playoff, what, what was it? Just like hot who, take. Who we think will make the leap or like. Right. How, yeah, you nailed it with that one. I appreciate it. He's been awesome. And I think, yeah, just seeing the Suns, they do lack depth, but like, yeah, just, just extremely skilled. Yeah. Beautiful offense. Yeah. Is so you mentioned the depth is a little bit of a concern. Right. How much of a concern? They'll play the Nuggets next round. Yeah. Um, the Nuggets have looked amazing, by the way. Right. Uh, Jamal uh, Jamal Murray's getting like twenty seven a game. Mm. Jokic is having his normal stats twenty six twelve and nine. Right. And they have depth. They're, they're they're at least it feels like that. So right. Oh, it'll be good. I still have the Suns. Suns in six or seven. Okay. But probably seven. But I don't think the depth is going to be as concerning just because second round, the studs, they all play big minutes. Should be fine. But, oh, man, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Um. The The Nuggets-Sun series will be interesting because, you know, obviously I think the Suns have the better starting five. But like we said, the Nuggets have a great starting five. Murray, MPJ, Gordon, Jokic. Right. This will be big for Jokic. Right. I think if he doesn't win the second round this year, fair or not fair, which it probably isn't fair, he's not in MVP consideration next year. Oh, no. People are going to be like, dude, win something. Right. Um. So it'll be big for his legacy. Uh, Yeah, I agree, though. I, I favor the Suns. It's crazy, like you said, when you have KD, who can mm-hmm. take just a back seat. Yeah. Because Booker is just insane. Yeah. I don't... A lot of people say, their depth. I don't see it as being as much of an issue. Right. I think their top-end talent is so great. like Kind of like the Heat. The Heatles. Right. Like with LeBron and yeah. Wade. Top-end, awesome. They didn't, they didn't have too much depth. No. 
So, I mean... Not hardly any at all. Probably less than the Suns. Yeah, I mean, let's put some respect on Joel Anthony, by the way. But <laughs> Him and no. Mario Chalmers, man. <laughs> yeah, you could never forget. No, but... Yeah, so, so the Suns, Clippers... Really kind of interesting series. Unfortunate that we didn't see the Clippers at full strength. Yeah. A lot of people had... Like, I was here... I listened to Zach Lowe today. He had Clippers in the finals? Mm, a lot. A lot of people had them really high. I never did. Yeah. But a full-strength Clippers series would have been really fun. Yeah. Who do you think would have won full-strength? Suns. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't trust the Clippers. Right. I mean, win something, then I'll trust you. I just they haven't earned right. that trust for me. Um, The Clippers are in a tough situation. They've now gone, is this the fourth year of Kawhi and Paul George? I think third or, or fourth. third or fourth. And they have nothing to show for it. So mm. Balmer's got to be really upset. Yeah. What's what's the Clippers' future to you? Do you try to run it back again? Or what, what even happens there? If I'm the Clippers... you can't trust that you'll... Like, yeah. How can you possibly trust that, you know what, next year right. we'll have a fully healthy team? You right. can't. You, you just can't. Especially hearing Kawhi's like his same knee, getting an MCL or whatever. Torn meniscus. Or meniscus, yeah. At this point, I think you have to blow it up. As hard as it is, it's like you tried it, and on paper they were great. I was one of those under the opinion if they had a full squad, based off watching how the Clippers did, if you would give them Kawhi healthy that whole series, who in my opinion outplayed Kevin Durant hands down when he did play um, the one or two games or whatever, if you throw in PG... I think that team probably beats the Suns in mm. seven, mm. in my opinion. Again, it's like it's the Clippers, so I'm like, uh, but as far as talent, like, yeah, that team was incredible. But like you said, you have to, I think you have to blow it up because like you said, you can't trust. And as much as I love Kawhi, like, it aggravates me how, like, at this point, it's like, well, he literally can't play. He should retire almost, how Stephen A said at this point. So if you're the Clippers, you move off, you move off Kawhi. Yes. Now, trade him. Yeah. You try to find a trade partner. Right. If you're a team, this is kind of interesting. If you're a team, you understand what you're getting with Kawhi. Right. Someone who, if he's playing, is a top 10 player. Right. But who you can't trust to be healthy. What Mm. team do you think bites at that? To say, you know what? Maybe we have a window right here. We're contenders. Let's risk it. Right. Someone desperate. Who do you think might uh, entertain that trade? A couple teams come to mind. First off, one we talked about, the Bucks. Team mm. that's pretty desperate. They have a window. Another, well, again, if they win the finals, I don't think, but let's say if they maybe lose the finals, maybe a team like the Warriors. Last ditch, you know, with, with Steph and your guys, you know, have him to replace Draymond, something, a situation like that. Um a team like the Hawks, maybe. <laughs> just I'm thinking of teams yeah. that are desperate. They're really just are like, yeah, we need it because the low market and the super, the really good teams aren't going to do that. They're not going to mortgage, and the really low team. I don't know a team maybe like the Mavericks, but I don't. They have nothing to give up. That's the problem. Yeah, I have two thoughts. Yeah, if you're the Clipper, this is my theory. Yeah, if you're the Clippers, if you blow it up or if you at least trade a Kawhi. You probably have to realize we're not going to contend. Right. What do they not have? They don't have picks. Yeah. They traded all their the picks. Thunder. 
two options. What about the Thunder? What about the Jazz? Mm. If you're the Jazz, let's just entertain the Jazz, Danny mm. Ainge. You have your picks this year. Let's say you hit home runs on those. You have three first-round picks. Maybe two of them are like really good players. Then you have Markkanen. You have Kessler. Mm. You have Sexton. Like you have some good players. Right. Who Markkanen? We, we are, I think can be the second best guy on a finals team. Right. We already know Kawhi can be, if healthy, the best player on a finals team. Right. Maybe they bite. Because. Mm. Utah, I mean, the only way they're going to win a title is if they get a superstar. Right. Maybe this is the guy. Yeah. Maybe Danny Ainge goes for it. What do you think? I see what you're saying. I, I understand because the Jazz are, at some point, they have to bite. They have to do that to win. Yeah. The, the Raptors showed the true model of how, as a small market yeah. team, what you have to do. Yeah. Um, I don't think Kawhi is the guy. I'm sorry, Danny Ainge is too smart to make that move, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And I'm not, no shade on Kawhi, but three knee injuries year after year, like, those picks are way too valuable to turn that Rudy Gobert finesse into a Kawhi injury. And Donovan Mitchell finesse. And Donovan, yeah. <laughs> All these finesses into a, wow, where you just heard the Clippers again with Kawhi hurt. And I just, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but a team like the Jazz is, Really, when you think about it, those are the teams. Teams that can't attract free agents are the ones that will be desperate enough to bite. Yeah. And teams with other stars. So I, I like the I like the thought. And I think the Jazz would entertain it, but not seriously. The Thunder. Yeah. Yes or no? I mean, they've, they've hit on their first-round picks. They've got right. Jalen Williams. They've got Shea. Check, right. possibly, you know, depending on how he turns out. Right. I mean, they don't need all those picks. No. Why? They're definitely going to trade him, but why an injured guy when you could use those picks to get a safer option? If I'm going to give those picks, here's what I'm saying. If I'm going to give those picks up for a bet, I'm going to roll the dice with Zion Williamson before I'm going to roll it with Kawhi Leonard. Because it's a guy that, like, they're both super it's risky, hard. but you take a risky 22-year-old versus a risky 33-year-old. And, yes, I know Kawhi's done it. He's He, he has the veteran experience. And Zion is every year at this point. But that's Kawhi every year. Isn't it been the last three years? Yeah. They, I mean, they both. In my, I wouldn't do uh, either. They both scare me. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. I'm not saying either would. I'm not. If I was the GM of those teams, I'm not right. saying I would. Do but you think he would make the Thunder a contender? That's my question. Totally. Yeah. Then you add Kawhi, who at his best, if healthy, is a top 10 player. Right. You have SGA, who's going to be... I mean, he's not hit his prime yet, I don't think. And he's a potential first-team All-NBA this year. Right. You have Jalen Williams. You have Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren. You have a team. Well, Chet, we don't know yet with Chet. But assuming he's good. If Chet's good, that's a contender, yes. Yes. If he's not, I still think he might be one piece away. Yeah. But that, I don't know. They have so many picks. They could probably trade off a, a load right. of picks. Because... I mean, the the Thunder would have a little bit of leverage. Like, dude, this guy's hurt. We're not going to give you seven picks. True. We'll give you two. That's true, yeah. They might be able to keep a good amount. Yeah, if they can give two or less picks, two first rounds, no more. Oh, yeah. Because with all these rookies, I mean, they're on rookie deals. Right. Yeah, do it. Sure. Do it for a couple years. Sure. Totally. And if they do, if Kawhi's healthy and Chet is good, 
That's a contender in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. If you can only give up two picks, 100%. I'd say do it. Why not? Um, do you think Clippers re-sign Russ? Mm, yes. You do? I think they will. I think so, too. Because he did good for them, honestly. He played good. And at this point, too, it's like, what do they have to lose? <laughs> yeah. 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 For real. Um, okay. Before we end, let's... Uh, do we want to hit anything with Celtics? Are you worried about the Celtics at all? No. You're not worried about... I'm a little worried, actually. Well, what do you mean worried? Like, worried... Are we talking this round, or are we talking, like, in the whole scope of winning the finals? You can feel the emergence of Ice Trey. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, let me say this real quick. My favorite playoff moment so far mm. was one minute left in the game, game five, down 3-1 in Boston... The crowd is raining F. Trey Young chance while he's at the free throw line just for Trey Young to hit the game winning three into his ice tray gestured at the crowd. It was an elite moment. It was really awesome. Whether you're a fan of Trey or not. Right. Which I'm, I, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not, but that was awesome. Um, this series, obviously the Celtics will win, but it has exposed a couple things with the Celtics. Right. Um, some concentration lapses. Like, I don't mm. think... How how do you let the Hawks win that game without yeah. Deontay Murray? Right. I don't know, man. Like, Marcus Smart, I think he's regressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some of my favorites come out of the East, I think, but when I watch the Celtics versus when I watch the Knicks... Um, there's a different energy, at least in this playoff so far. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is the next year. See, I agree. But also if we're going off energy, the Kings, I mean, they'd be winning the championship. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I see what you're saying. But I mean, these guys are losing a couple games to the Hawks. Right. Right. Which is, it's bad. But in their, in their defense to play devil's advocate, like every team's lost some bad games. Even the the Knicks, like they only lost one as opposed to two, but the one they lost, they got spanked by like twenty or thirty. Yeah. But okay, yeah, we'll see. I think they'll go to the finals for sure. Then that's when maybe I think things could catch up. But okay. Um. All right. Well, I wish we could have another hour to just talk about this because there's so many things we could talk about. Mm. Let's finish with um our. First team, all first round. Mm. So the first round has been amazing. Uh, who are the players who have just been first team? We'll do. We'll go positionless. Okay, are we gonna go like every other? Or? Yeah, let's just let's just go every other. Um, should I start? Yeah, you go. So first player, and this isn't in any particular order of who's been my favorite. Just. Steph Curry, point guard. Yeah. Steph Curry, his shot making has been crazy. He's the only, well, not the only, but like clearly the main reason the Warriors are winning this right. series. Right. Uh, you watch him and it's just demoralizing. His, his, how much he moves and the shots he makes, it doesn't matter the defense. He's going to break yep. you down. And it there's just nothing you can do about it. Right. So for me, it's totally Steph Curry. He's on the first team all. Right. First round. Right. So my first one, I have Steph as well. 
Um, here's the thing: when this makes me respect Steph so much, even though like they're already the, the respect is about as high as you can get. But when you watch, I'll literally just sit when I watch those games, and I'll just follow Davion Mitchell and see. Yeah. And I I kid you not, I don't think there's a better on ball defender in the NBA. No. Like, including Drew Holiday. I, he's the best. And he's, like, the guy that I you get nightmares about. The kid that you are like, I hate when this kid yeah. guards me. Yeah. He's just always on. And, like, he literally moves laterally quicker than some guys do down the, like, mm. down the court. But Steph still finds a way to give him 30. Yeah. On ball or off ball. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's, he still has a bigger motor. And I'm like, how, Steph? Like, yeah. There, there was one Gosh. play in particular... Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was last game of the game before. I think it was last game where Steph, and I wish you could see the video of it because Steph had, Dave Young was guarding him locked tight. Steph was like kind of driving. And then he had this step back where he created a lot of space and did a step back three and it went in. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, the way Dave Young Mitchell was guarding this specific step back, mm-hmm. you couldn't guard it more textbook to any other person. Yeah. Like, that's an easy stop. Yeah. But the way Steph, he didn't even create like tons of space because Davion right. was so good. But how fast he got that release Man. up, it went in. And it, like, to someone just casually watching, it's like, wow. But if you really break down that play, like watching slow motion, nobody in the history of the world can yeah. do that. Yeah. He's the greatest shooter God has ever put <laughs> yeah. on this earth. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, it's it's beautiful to watch, and it so is. yeah, clearly Steph, and that's what scares me when we talk like the Lakers around. I'm like, oh boy, he's doing that to Davion Mitchell. What's he gonna do to D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, and Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves, and hopefully we'll put Vando on him. But still, he'll he's yeah, it's oof, scares me. Um, so I've got for my shooting guard, my next guy, Devin Booker. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I got, uh, for my next guy, I got D. Well, because it's positionless. Yeah. But I got De'Aaron Fox. I put mm. him in there. Because he's a, he's a killer. Stone Cold, he, he, to go up 2 0 in the Warriors in your first ever time in the playoffs, because you pretty much single handedly, not single handedly, but like he carried a big load of the offensive burden. Obviously, Sabonis did good in game two, and like Monk did really good in game one and stuff. But even with a hurt finger, he was putting up good numbers. And he's he's one of those guys that's made a jump like that too. Like you look at him in a different level of respect after this playoffs as as I did before for sure. Totally. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, that's a really good pick. I have Devin Booker, um, because he's had I, I don't remember his exact point performances, but mm. I know he was playing against the. Um, beaten down Clippers, injury riddled Clippers, but he has just gone off. He's been amazing. He had one move in particular. Do you remember this? Where he like it was an inbounds pass, caught it and like pushed himself towards the corner three out of bounds. It was like it was like this dribble pull up where it it. I swear I was watching Kobe. Yeah, it was one of the most amazing like mm-hmm. just offensive footwork plays that he's just been going off. So Devin Booker is there for me. Mm. Um, De'Aaron Fox is really good. He barely missed mine. Mm. I'll share my next one real quick. Instead of De'Aaron Fox, I actually have Jalen Brunson. Okay, yeah. Close Brunson, 
I mean, he he brought the Knicks their first playoff w- series win since right. I think 2013. Mm-hmm. Just been amazing, you know. He mm-hmm. outplayed Donovan Mitchell in a series where I thought Donovan mm-hmm. was gonna outplay Jalen. Right. Uh, gotta give him a lot of credit for that. So I have Jalen Brunson there. Yeah, that's my three guards. Good pick. He barely ma- missed the list for me too. It was like a, a, such a toss up with those guys. Um, even Jaw like makes a case for being right there with yeah. them. Like all those guards are doing really good. But I put Devin Booker for my other position. I mean, he's been the best player on the court every single game. Like other than like maybe game one or game two when Kawhi was the best player on the court, but. He's just been incredible. Um, yeah, like you said, Kobe is like almost what you think of. A guy that you're like, he's just scoring the ball at such a high clip. And the thing about him is he does it at all three levels. And you can't guard you, like you There's literally no way to guard him. Like, he, he's an elite three-point shooter, elite mid-range. He gets to the cup. He can pass. Yeah, yeah. He, those are the guys literally that are a nightmare to guard. When you're the defensive yeah. guy, you're like, wow, I have to guard this guy? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not like guarding Giannis where you can sag no. off. Like you have to respect every single aspect. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And and when you have two guys on a team who are like yeah. that, I mean, you can't double. You, you like you. You have to dare Chris Paul to beat you, who is uh, one of the greatest point guards of all time. Yeah, that, that's too bad. <laughs> um. Okay, let's move on to our. It said three now, right? Yeah, fourth guy. Right. For me. I've got Jimmy Butler. Mm. Uh, I mean, playoff Jimmy beating the Bucks in five. I mean, having the fifty-six point game, having the forty, just amazing, amazing first round. One of the best first rounds um, in recent history. Maybe the best first round, or maybe the best playoff performance mm. in Miami history. Yeah, maybe. LeBron game six. Yeah. I mean, so... Probably, I probably Depends what it, we define as best. If yeah. we take magnitude into it or just simply yeah. statistics. But it was amazing. So right. Jimmy Butler has got that nod for me. Right. Um, I also have Jimmy Butler in this spot. Um, one thing that's crazy to me about Jimmy Butler, and <laughs> I don't know if it should be a knock on him for either not trying as hard in the regular season or or just it for, should like be a benefit of how he elevates his game. But it's so curious to me, and, and J.J. Redick had pointed this out, um, I believe on his podcast or on a clip that I'd heard, but how Jimmy will not take threes in the regular season. He won't shoot them, and he's not good at shooting them. And then he not only takes threes now, he takes like contested pull-up threes. Like Donovan Mitchell threes. Like Mitchell threes, <laughs> but he cans them, and he's a killer. And he did the same thing yeah. in 2020 when he led him to the finals. Again, he led the, that team to the finals with a super young core around yeah. him. Even younger than now. And then this year to beat the Bucks, it's like, dude, how is he doing this? Like, it's just amazing how yeah. his confidence and his level. He he is a superstar, top five player in the playoffs. But I'm like, where is this in the regular season? Is it just an effort thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Maybe it's just the thing where he's like, I, I that's a great question. I don't know. Because like, how do you just learn how to shoot threes? Like i don't know like and maybe he does he just doesn't shoot them or it's it's crazy to me and that's just like i don't know it's that's why he's in the top five (laughs) yeah credit to jimmy um last player do you want to go first on this one yeah i'll take this one i got Jokic. 
My my MVP. Thank you very much. I have Jokic as well. <laughs> okay. So we have the exact. No, no, no. Brunson I have Brunson. You have De'Aaron Fox. Fox. But okay, Jokic. Other than that, and Jokic, I mean, triple double king, continuing in the playoffs. I think he's had two or three, and yeah, I mean, it's light. Literally, it was light work for him, and he's going against Rudy Cat, like good big men, but. Yeah, he's just, he dominates the game, and I'm stoked to see him versus Aiden. I think that, I can't wait to see. Aiden's got his his plate full on that Dude, series. That's the thing. I I don't trust Aiden. I don't either. I think he's going to get exposed by Jokic. Yep. Can Jokic, and taking advantage of that matchup, can that be enough to overcome Booker, KD? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think honestly, Michael Porter Jr. is gonna be a big one. You're like, how does he play? How do yeah. guys like that? Because that'll be a fun. Be fun. I, I assume they'll have ah, who guards KD? He's not a good defender. Probably Gordon. Maybe Aaron Gordon. I think they'll throw Aaron Gordon on KD. Personally, I'd like to see an MPJ KD because they're they're, I think they're like scared. Similar KD would, body types, similar styles. Are. It'd be kind of fun, but KD would work in. But yeah, they yeah. were compared yeah. like coming in like the way they play. But yeah, it'll be a fun series. So, all right, that's our top five, or our I guess first team all first round. Uh, any other concluding thoughts? Any other things we kind of missed that we should hit up? No, just go Lakers tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, big big weekend of games leading into the to to the second round Sunday. I believe it starts. Wow. Yeah. So man, it's been a. Uh, and this NBA playoffs has not disappointed. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's been really, really fun. Uh, so we're excited for the next round of games. And uh, thanks so much for listening, if you've been listening. And we'll catch you guys next time.